0: Hello everyone and welcome to today's episode. I am joined by my special guest Amber Azani and feel free to <laughs> correct me if I pronounce that wrong but she is a lovely woman whom I just realized that we have a lot in common and I think by the end of this episode you're also going to like want to be her best friend. Um, <laughs> she is full of life, full of many experiences, And today she's going to be sharing with us about how to create a rule of life. So for many of you listening, you're either a stay-at-home mom or you're working full-time outside of the home, or you're a male, which is awesome if you're listening, Um, but you're in many different walks of life. And for all of us, no matter where we are, we all can use a solid rule of life. So in our conversation, Amber will explain what that is, how to create one, how it can be beneficial, and especially as we continue in this new year, it's it's just a way for us to just stay grounded, and even if we don't continue with our New Year's resolutions, we can have something we can come back to that will keep us grounded throughout. So, Amber, thank you so much for joining us, and we'd love for you to share a little bit about yourself. Absolutely. I am a simple Midwestern
1: girl, living her Northeastern life uh, with my husband and my five kids, and I do a lot of fun things on the side. I uh, do some work with Focus, the Fellowship of Catholic University Students, and I run a little side ministry for married Catholic couples, so I do a lot of things, and I homeschool Um, on top of that. So I have a busy, busy days, busy weeks, and just completely full years. So that's where, you know, having a rule of life for me is basically a secret weapon, and I love using it in my everyday life.
0: Okay, so then tell us more, like, how did you first learn about a rule of life? Was there like a pivotal moment in your life where like, I need something different? (laughs)
1: Yeah, I, well, I've always been high energy. Um, I would say high achieving too. Maybe not. Yeah, sort of high achieving. Um, and I just, I always, I keep going. I'm like the little engine that could, and I just really enjoy life and I can handle a lot of things thrown at me at once. But I didn't really realize how chaotic. I was living my life, even as I explain that right now, a lot of you were like, oh, that sounds terrible, <laughs> like just all these things happening, and um, I can handle a lot of stress, so a lot of times I didn't realize it was happening, and so you can handle a lot of stress till you can't handle it anymore, and then all the balls you've been juggling kind of fall down, so I really had to get my eyes open to the way, the chaotic way I was living my life, and that's where the gift, honestly, of my husband came in because I am like the extroverts extrovert, you know, and he's not at all. He's not at all shy, but he's definitely very organized and very like focused. And I think it was both of us coming together was like is our secret marriage weapon, you know, our opposites attract kind of thing. We're totally opposite from one another. And I think his giftedness really brought some like clarity to just my beautiful, wild messiness. And so we started reading a ton of books after we got married. I mean, I did read before, but when we got married, we just read and read and read and read. And I think it was like reading a lot of books that I realized, huh, like I can't actually achieve the dreams that I have that God has for me in a better streamlined way and focused way. And, and also just feel more fulfilled because I'm focusing on those dreams instead of whatever comes flying my way. So it was a combination of marriage books and prayer that made me realize you know I if I really want to do the dreams that God has for me like make those come true I need to be a little more organized about it
0: no that's awesome so then I I just one question I really like asking people is about their relationship with God because it obviously sounds like it's the foundation of your life and so um, what has your faith journey been like and to the last point of, that you mentioned that you want to be able to live your life in the way that you're fulfilling God's call in a in like a streamlined, organized way. So like what has what is that call that you're living out? So a two-part question. Yeah. So the first one basically what was my
1: encounter with Christ. And I think for me, I grew up in a, a wonderful Catholic household. My parents did everything they knew how to do. Um But it was still pretty minimal, I'd say. Like, we went to Mass on Sundays, which was such a gift for me and my whole family. And there was never shying away from talking about God or just being faithful. But outside of that, there wasn't a ton of formation. And again, my parents did everything they knew how to do, but it just, it wasn't super full. And it was totally, I mean, the... It is God's providence. It's the only way I can even come close to describing what happened to me. I randomly went to this Catholic college in Kansas called Benedictine College because I got a music scholarship. I didn't go because it was Catholic necessarily. I didn't go because everybody thought it was a great Catholic school, but it was God. God just pulling me towards this place. And there I had a... Huge, huge conversion. I wouldn't say it was like a falling off the horse type of thing like St. Paul, but I would say it was a pretty fast, but at the same time gradual call him calling me into relationship with him. So I went back to confession after being away, really dug into theology classes there, had a great culture around me. And that's where I really started praying for the like real praying for the first time in my life, not just asking God for the things I needed whenever I needed them, which is how I was kind of taught to pray, which isn't a bad way to pray. It's a good way to start, but really kind of digging into that relationship piece. So it was there in college where a lot of people lose their faith is actually where I found my faith. So that's where my relationship with the Lord really started to blossom. And what was your second question?
0: So second question was, then how has that, in a sense, translated throughout your life to you now live in the goals or the desires that he, he has for you? Yeah. You know, in that relationship,
1: you find out in that relationship with the Lord, it just makes you realize who you were created to be. I wasn't created just to be some cog in somebody's work wheel. I wasn't created to just be a millionaire. I wasn't created just to be a mom or just to be a wife. I am like the daughter of the king. And what does that mean for my whole life? So orienting myself that way, like towards Jesus Christ. Okay. So that's where, you know, I realized, okay, God actually has a mission for me. I have a mission that he, that's only for me, only for Amber that he has created. And I want to find out what that mission is. I want to go run after that mission, like with all that I've got. And, and so being steeped in prayer makes me just stay grounded in that mission. And also when things get hard, which we call like the messy middle, you know, because you have kids, they're screaming at you, somebody's getting sick, you're getting sick, you know, or different things in life happen or lots of transition happens. It's good to like say, no, but I still have this grounding in my mission. So no matter all of these things that change around me or are difficult around me, I know the direction I'm heading
0: and it's towards that mission that God gave me. Yeah. So then, okay, you said two things that I want to just comment on. Um, Like you, I also encountered Christ in college, which is crazy because a lot of people fall fall away. Um, uh, I had had like a strong relationship with him before, but I really became Catholic at that point, just through the influences of those people around me. Um, And I can completely relate to like it's like once you have that encounter to like wanting to pursue it and pursue him with everything that you have and to just live for him. And it's so exciting. Like it's truly an adventure. Yeah. Exactly. so I, I would love to know, like, if you could summarize, like, what the what mission, what do you think is the mission he's placed on your life to be? What would it be?
1: Yeah. So the mission that he has particularly given me is to be the wife and the mother that I need to be for my husband and for my kids. But at the same time, like giving to the world, like all of these tools and all of these realizations that I have in my life to help me be that wife and mother. So that knowing my mission, that you know, I, that ideal week or uh, like that kind of thing. All of these tools that oriented me again towards mission that helped me like stay grounded and not stressed out.
0: Yeah, yeah. So then speaking of those tools, so then we initially we talked about this rule of life. Can you explain a little bit more about it and how the average person can go about creating one? Yeah, the rule of life is one of the many
1: tools I have in my toolkit, and it's a tool that I use every day. It's a rule of life. And I have found that if we model our life and like the structures that actually exist in religious life, like, I know that sounds crazy, but the more I look at it, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is what we need. They already have it figured out. We need to put this on our, in our personal life, but also in our family life. So if I look at a religious order, and I figured this out after I had all these things in place, I realized that it was the same thing um, in a way that religious orders are doing. They have their their rule of life. They have their charism. They have their rule of life. And they have a prayer schedule. And they know what they're about. You know, they know where they're about. So the Dominicans, right? They have their the rule that they follow. They're the order of preachers. They're going to preach. They're going to be doing academics and they're going to be in parishes and universities, like for the most part. Um, you obviously, you can find other variations of that, but they know who they are and what they're about. That's what God, that's why God has called them to that particular order. Some orders are missionary, but anyway, they all have their rule of life. So in my family, we do the same thing. So we actually have a family mission statement that is our guiding star. So I want to talk about this first before we get to the rule of life because it all puts it together. So, who are the Azanis? You know, who are we? What what do we what do we stand for? What do we live for? Like, some people will be like, "Oh my gosh, that's so rigid." And trust me, being like the super sanguine that I am, like I was like, "Oh, this is too structured." It's like gives me the heebie-jeebies. But actually, in this structure, I have found that I can be way more free because I know what to say yes to. And I know what I need to say no to. I don't need to think twice, you know. Do we need to move for a job? Well, let's go to the family mission statement. What is that saying about who we are? And it's cool for kids, too, because they know who they are. They know what we're about, you know. There's no questioning there. Like, we're the Azanis, and these are the things that Azanis do. Okay, so once we have that, like, kind of guiding star, this is who we are, that's where I start building my rule of life. And my rule of life is basically what do I do day to day that helps me practically live out that mission? Because that mission statement is kind of like what we can call like pie in the sky. You want to be all these sorts of things. How do we put that in reality? So I create a rule of life not based on the life I'm living now, but based on the life that I want to live Okay, so where is my prayer? Where is that fitting into this schedule? And again, I'm I'm a homeschooling mom of five and I do lots of like side gig working jobs. And so I need to be organized if I want to put what we call first things first. First things first is my relationship with God. Where is that in the day? Where is that going to be scheduled? Okay, I definitely need to do school for my kids. We have doctor's appointments. We want to do, I need to date my husband, you know, so where where is that going to fit in? Mealtime, all of these things that are important to run a home and live life, you know, and all of those things that I put in there, I want to make sure they're pointing towards that mission statement. So a big part of the mission statement, we have a lot about hospitality, hospitality, Um, is a big thing for us in the Azani family. So is there room for hospitality in in my rule of life? In my, you know, who who am I inviting over when? How do I do that intentionally? That's how my rule of life is, how I really want to live um, my day-to-day life. Do I live my rule of life perfectly every week? Um, Probably and usually never. But (laughs) if I get 80% there, 70%, even 50%, If I'm living that rule of life, like I'm still directed towards the right way of living, you know, instead of just this haphazard what's coming at me today, you know, just get through the day. I did all these things, but there's like no direction to it. So I enjoy a really clean house. Oh, it feels so good to have a clean I love I'm telling you, I love a clean house. Like when those counters are shining, you know? And I don't know if you guys do it, but I light, you know, the clean house candle after the oh. house. And you light the candle. Oh gosh, it feels so good. But again, being a stay-at-home mom with 5 kids, that almost never happens. <laughs> I could. I could make that happen. I could. But there would be a lot of things that are actually, I find particular, that are really important and meaningful that lead towards my mission, that would not happen if I kept doing that. So is my house perfectly clean? No, pretty much never. But am I doing the right things? Yes. Yes, I am doing the right thing. So that's why I'm saying. Having a rule of life, how I'm going to live from week to week or month to month, depending on how you want to build it out. Um, am I doing the right things? Am I putting the first things first, you know, putting the important things first? That's what a rule of life is for me.
0: Nice. So, um, yeah, I also love a clean house. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I can definitely see just like in the competing priorities, like you can't do everything. And, and that's actually okay because it means you can focus on what is most important and for what for you, it's most important is your relationship with God. It's your relationship with your spouse and then your relationship with your kids. And so um, one thing that would be helpful is so you mentioned the spiritual, you mentioned the relational aspect um, of scheduling or organizing your day. What are some other areas that people can think about in terms of creating their rule of life? Yeah,
1: so you have you have. So, you think you want to think about all. So, we call them hats sometimes. You wear lots of different hats. So, I have, I am a spouse, you know, I'm a mother, I'm a daughter, I'm a cousin, I'm a friend. So, you want to think about all those categories and how much you want to fulfill those particular hats. How, when you, when can you wear those hats in this week? Also, I do need to clean my house. If I never clean my house, that would be terrible, right? So I do need to spend time doing those sorts of things. So it's also scheduling, you know, when are, when am I going to clean? When am I going to have people over? When am I not going to have people over? When's my, where's my, where's me time? You know, I'm, I'm giving so much of myself all the time. I definitely so prayers me time, but maybe one night a week I can say, ah, everybody needs to go outside and play. This is like my sacred time. Also, I like I said, I do a lot of work here and there. And so I need time to actually write and think about what I'm doing so I can contribute in different ways. Some you don't have to do that. For me, it's something that is really fulfilling towards me for me, and it helps me actually be a better wife and mom. So I love doing those some things. You don't have to do any of those sorts of things. So again, it's just a matter of what God is calling you to. So I, and also something I do is I I pick one afternoon. It's my appointments afternoon. And I, this is actually really hard, but I don't let as much as I can, it's not always perfect, but I don't let dentist appointments, doctor's appointments, hair appointments, all those things. Then you just be like, how about Wednesday at two? Um, No, I have Thursday afternoons from one to five for appointments. Like, let's try to fit it in there. Does it always work? No, but I know Thursday afternoons, I can run around. It's just because my schedule works towards that. And the more and more kids I have, the more important this has been I'm running here and there and packing everybody up and going to all these appointments. And so mm-hmm. I want to protect, protect that time. And so just being really intentional about how people are inserting themselves on my calendar. Mm. I want to be careful about that sort of thing. Um yeah, so exercise, nutrition, all of those aspects of life play in here. So you want to do meal prep Sundays, meal prep Saturday, that's on my that's on my schedule. Um, something my husband and I do every Sunday is we do Lexio Divina um, about the Sundays gospel. So there is a space there in my rule of life calendar on Sundays. It's actually after Mass because that's where it fits in. Kids are napping. Or the older ones are up, but they know it's time for mom and dad are praying. They're going to pray with Lexio on Sunday afternoon. So um, that's what we we do there. So uh, fitting in all of those pieces, all those dreaming pieces. You know, I don't know if you like to dream. I love dreaming. Oh, man, I love dreaming about my life and, you know, what we could do and all the possibilities. And so the, the ideal um, or the rule of life or the ideal week, ideal month, however you want to call it. Um, is where I put those make those dreams a reality. You want to start praying with your spouse at night before you go to bed, like schedule it in. I know, again, that takes out of the you know, glamour of just randomly doing it. But let me tell you, it's probably not going to happen if it's not intentionally on your schedule and putting it in there. So yeah. yeah. So again, looking at that mission and how do we make that mission a reality in
0: the rule of life? No, that is awesome. And I totally agree with the last point. My husband and I, we schedule, like, we, before we go to bed, we pray the rosary, and then we talk about our day of bed, and then we go to bed. But it's, like, every single day, and we've been doing that for consistently for, I guess, since we even were, when we were dating. So, yeah, I, I, I think if it wasn't scheduled, we could easily be like, oh, we'll do it later, you know? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> later <Exactly>. doesn't happen. Exactly. <laughs> later does not happen um so what would you say to someone who's like amber that sounds great but like my life is unpredictable like every week is different like i can't have a rule of life like what would you say to someone like that well i would say like what i don't i mean what are you doing
1: (laughs) i was like i would say i could have probably told you the same thing but we're we're beings of habit we really we really are so there are some Very predictable things. Even if you have that job where you're in the office and you're out of the office and you're flying around and you're doing all of those things, you still have predictable parts of your schedule. So you can definitely create a schedule around those predictable pieces or you can realize, you can see, oh, I'm, you know, I want to keep my flying schedule to these two weeks of the month or whatever, as much as you can. Sometimes we don't have that type of flexibility, especially if we're starting out in new jobs. But you can get up at a certain time every day and make that your prayer time. There are some people aren't calling you at 4 a.m., they <laughs> are questioning your job, right? So, yeah, sounds scary. Uh, You can work up to that, but maybe you, you know, get up at 4 a.m. but you're in bed by eight or something. I don't know. Um, But, you know, there are predictable pieces of your schedule. So starting, starting there. And my other comment about that is, you know, do you want just to look back in 10 years and say, oh, I, I don't know how I ended up where I ended up. Like, I wish I would have like been a little bit more intentional, intentional about where the direction i was going you know like where do i want this plane to land like is it minnesota or is it texas i mean those are two different places you know so if i want to get to minnesota like i need to make sure that nose of that plane is pointing towards minnesota so what are the things i need to do to get to minnesota
0: okay so let's continue then to make this even more concrete Just for someone who's like, okay, now I'm excited. This is doable. So first things first, create a mission statement or first things first, just look at the buckets of your life. Where would you recommend someone start? I, so I'm sure you could do this
1: a whole bunch of different ways. So this is just the way I've done it, but all of these things are not rules. It's kind of like art, you know, Um, you kind of know the direction you want to go and then you can uh, put pieces together from there. But for me, what was the most helpful is definitely having that mission statement. You know, who, who, who am I? Who is it? God, that God is calling me to be like, what are the things in my life that bring me, that give me joy, bring life to me? You know, like for me, if you put me in front of an Excel spreadsheet, I would die a terrible, slow death, you know? I mean, but put me in front of 10,000 people to give a talk, man, I'm on live, I'm on fire, right? So I'm, you know, you know, so what are those things for you that bring you life? You know, make make a list of all of those things. And then, you know, think about what what is it, who do you want to be? Who do you think God is calling you to be? This is a lot of prayer. You don't just like wake up one day and write a mission statement. Like my husband and I, we went through like three or four renditions until we came, hey, this is the Azanis, And we plan on changing it a little bit here and there as the kids get older so they can contribute as well. But, you know, it took a lot of thought. But that is it. So then once that was established, um, this is actually uh, the second piece that I actually work on is at the end of every year. This is so fun. Like if you're not doing this, you have to do this because it is just so fun. At the end of every year, my husband and I go on like a two-day date outing, you know, even if it's just babysitters and we come back home at night or have parents stay and we can spend the night. You don't have to be married to do this at all. You can go out, rent a, you know, a bed and breakfast, go do this. We review the year before. What went well? What didn't go well? What are our hopes and dreams for this year? You know, we have that mission statement in front of us. What are our hopes and dreams? So what do we want to do financially? What do we want to do for our mind? What do we want to do physically for our bodies? What do we want to do for our marriage, for our family, for business, for spirituality? What do we want to do? We write those goals down. So we are definitely not New Year's resolution people. We were like two thumbs down. The New Year's resolution. (laughs) Two thumbs up to yearly goal writing and so those goals I say okay that that actually becomes part of my rule of life you know so this is where we sit down with our calendar for the entire year and I say hey I'm going on a women's retreat it's this weekend yeah yeah you're you're that's that's two of your PTO days honey bunnies, you know, <laughs> and he does the same for me. I'm going on a retreat, you know, so you're going to be holding down the fort here, you know, by yourself, different things like that. We, we schedule family vacations because those are really important to us. Um, Like different things like that. Where's our money going? We're really intentional about our money, you know? So uh, like, so we have those goals and then During my, from when I write my rule of life out based on that, I usually pull, okay, hey, this is my first quarter goals that I hope to get done. So what, how does my rule of life need to reflect this? So it makes it, it's just getting, so you're going big with your mission statement, you're breaking it down into goals, and then you're getting really practical with your day to day living and your rule of life. So that's, those are the stages I would. That's how I would do it. So our mission statement hasn't changed for like four years now, but our goals change every year. And to be honest, my rule of life changes uh, every time I make a big transition, if I'm sick, I mean, things get put on the back burner and I need a restart. So with each of my babies, I get so sick, like I can't even get out of bed. Okay. So obviously there's not really, the rule of life is survive. Okay. <laughs> you know, once we get out of that, then I relook, I say, okay, I got to re. my first thing. Always reestablish prayer. Okay. Reestablish prayer. Where am I praying? What am I praying? What do I need to pray? How can my husband make sure that that's protected time and vice versa, right? So praying and then we build that rule of life up again. You know, a lot of times it looks very similar after doing it so many times, I know it works and what doesn't work. But the kids know that schedule too. My husband knows that schedule too, and that's what we we work around. And again, in that schedule is like where are these goals and new habits fitting in?
0: i love that <laughs> like we don't yet do like a end of year like debrief but like that's something i'm gonna like introduce to my husband i know he watches this so babe, we're gonna do this <laughs> <laughs> like we definitely do the budget and talk every month and then like we do a check-in mid-month and that's very helpful but i like the idea of looking at it as from a whole year perspective and just planning out as best you can in terms of like the goals you wish to achieve. Um, One question that I was thinking about that you, you kind of alluded to, but what is that line between wanting to achieve certain goals, but yet still being open to the Holy Spirit and like waiting for direction? Like, how do you, how do you balance that?
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, okay. So you, if you're Catholic and you go to mass, you know the priests who pray about their homily beforehand and think about their homily beforehand and write their homily out. And you know the priests who get up in front and say, Holy Spirit, help me. Which priests homily do you want to hear from? I mean, <laughs> most of us are going to say the first, right? So the Holy Spirit isn't. I mean, there are times when you're like, holy smokes, the Holy Spirit is talking to me right now. We need to do this different thing like right now. That is true. And that happens. And if you're praying every day, I hope you will be open to that type of movement. And then if the Holy Spirit calls you in that moment, like, for goodness sakes, move, you know, go, go to the Holy Spirit for sure. But I could say more than likely he is working like he's working with you and through you so that's where that mission statement comes from i didn't just slap a bunch of words on a page like that was i hope the holy spirit moving through me and my husband to like write that so if he's if if this is where he wants us to be like why would he all of a sudden be like this or that you know you know so and like our yearly goals, we're not just being like, I don't know, uh, this random thing, right? It's all like prayerfully done and like thoughtfully done. And so I believe that the Holy Spirit is calling me to those things and, and, like what's the hard thing that i ask jesus to help me with is like accomplishing those things that he's already asked me to do that's where i ask the holy spirit cuz it's easier to be like that thing's really hard maybe maybe god's not calling me to it or instead i say yeah, that thing's really hard. Like Jesus, you called me to it. I know you're going to help me. You're going to help me do this thing. It's what we call the messy middle, right? You get all excited to write goals. You get super amped. You 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 write out your rule of life and it looks so pretty and like color coded. And then you tape it on your wall and you said, this is it, man. Like, this is so good. And then life comes. And it's hard. Like, it's hard to stay consistent in prayer. It's hard to get up in the morning. It's, you know, it's hard to say no to things that sound really fun or, you know, because you have a big financial goal that you know you need to reach to just give your family some stability. Like, I can't go on that big vacation, not now anyway, because we don't have an emergency fund. It wouldn't be prudent for us to. So I know that I need to say no to that, you know, those sorts of things. So You know, and then especially if you're married, it you want to definitely do this if you're single, too. But if you're married, it takes out a lot. You already know what's coming. You don't even almost need to have that conversation because you've already had it. And so it takes out of a lot of like that friction that might come day to day. Like if you're always talking about money, oh, it can be just draining. But if you started the year, you know, so the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So just back to that, I think the Holy Spirit isn't just going to pull you here and pull you there and make you live this haphazard life. But I think in those moments, he can call you in different directions and that's fine. But I think more than likely, he's going to work through these times you've actually had time to sit in quiet and pray and think about where he wants to take you.
0: Yeah. Okay. So then I want to ask you so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> um What would you say to someone who's like, but Amber, like, I don't know what, like, what God is calling me to, or, or like, maybe there's this goal and it just seems so lofty. And I don't know how in the world I'm going to reach that. Like, how do I get from A to B? Like, it just seems so impossible. Yeah, I hope your goal is lofty. I hope
1: your mission statement is so lofty. I hope when you tell people, they look you in the face and say, you are crazy. Because, that is who our, our God is a big God. He wants you to ask big things of him, big things of him. Like I remember, so I was, I was a missionary living in New York City and I was running along the Hudson. I was training for a half marathon. And I was just, I would just spend this time praying over some of the people in New York and some of the students at New York University I was working with, you know, be like, God help this person. No, God help my Bible study. No, God help everyone in the Catholic Center. No, God help everyone at NYU. No, God help everyone in New York City. No, help God help everybody in this world. You know, like I was like, God, you're so big. Like, stop. I don't want to ask small things anymore of you. Like, I want to ask, you know, big things of you. And I hope that's what your mission statement is. And it's true to you, no matter how crazy people think you are, Mm -hmm. you know, like, no, this is what God's calling me to. Like, this is how I want my family to live. Like, I don't want my family to live like the rest of the world lives, you know. I want them to be called out to be something different. And will that get hard? Yeah, totally. We have to be that like awkward family sometimes that says no to certain things because we want to live our mission well. And so I hope it's big. I hope it's big. And I hope that, you know, if you can reach it in one year, that's not a mission. Those are goals, right? Those are goals you can accomplish. So we want to break down little pieces, add those to our year because we want to work on it. We want to work on it every year till our last breath to reach that mission. So I hope it's big.
0: That is the perfect answer. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So last question related to the rule of life. How do you talk about it with your kids? And is it something that you both are actively like teaching them about and encouraging them to form their own rule of life? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I, um, they know about it, but they're still pretty little.
1: My oldest is eight. And he this year for the first time wrote two goals for cool. the year. I know they're really cute. He got to come up with them himself. And we just want to give him the resources he needs and the support he needs to do those two Really, honestly, they're quite small and attainable goals because we wanted them to be successful. But that's part, actually, that is part of our mission statement. Part of the Azani mission statement is to find each other's gifts and talents and support them totally with every way we can. Whatever your giftedness is, we want to cheer you on in that. Even if it's not what I necessarily want, you know, what is it that God's calling you to? I want to support you. 100% 100% and that sort of thing. So I think with the rule of life, like my kids know, quote unquote, that we have a schedule that we keep. They know, oh, we do appointments on Thursdays. Like they know that. They know that, oh, in the morning, if I come downstairs, I need to go down to the basement and play because mom's praying right now. Oh, this is mom's time where she's trying to like write. So we don't want to interrupt her a lot. Or this is dad's time. He's working. You know, there's certain times we have for certain kids. So like part of the rule of life that we have, we spend one-on-one time with each of our kids like at night and it's like switches and it's getting more and more with five kids (laughs) about, you know, just trying to like balance all of those things and give everybody, give everybody their time um, and their space. So they know that that exists. And yeah, so my husband and I have talked about it and we hope that, yeah, we can teach them all of these things. And I don't know about you, but I never learned these things growing up. I didn't know anything about finances really, or like those kinds of things. I think these are really important tools that um, my husband and I have decided we want to make sure we teach our children before they go away to college because we're, we're not raising kids, you know, we're raising adults. So what do adults need to really be successful?
0: Yeah. They leave the home? yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So at, at the start, you shared that there were a couple of books that you read or other resources that you found that were helpful in helping you create your rule of life. What are some of those resources? Yeah. Uh, so
1: being widely read will be generally helpful in this, but I know you want some specifics. So don't, don't just uh, say, oh, these are the books that Amber said and just only go there. Really be expansive in your reading. But I would say... I know this. So the mother's rule of life is a really great one. Um, it talks about you know creating this weekly, monthly schedule based on you know the different hats that you wear. You know, husband, you know, dad, like all these sorts of things. Um, businessmen, kind of that sort of thing and how that fits. So it talks a lot that even even though it's a mother's rule of life, men can read it too. Uh, they'll get a lot from it, but that's really the rule of life kind of idea. The other things that I read was, okay, these are classics. And again, I just think about myself 10 years ago and I would have been like, oh, <laughs> so for all of you, Sanguines. I just want to take life as it comes at me. I'm with you. I hear you. I, I know. I know what you're thinking, but just come with me to these places. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Structure. Uh, it will help. And I'm not always structured. Trust me. I'm sure my husband's like, oh, my gosh, this is you're living this wild life. But um, seven habits of highly effective people. Love it. I we read it. I read it every single January. And I learn something new every single time. I also love Seven Habits of Highly Effective Families.
0: Oh, I haven't read that one.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, that is not an audiobook. I wish it was because I could read it way faster. But um, I love that book. Learn so much just about you know all these things. I like the. So we also do a, what we call a family meeting every Sunday. So, oh, my gosh, you some of you listening are probably like, this girl is crazy. It's just like all this structure. Um, but we do Sunday family times, and it's actually a blast. Our kids love family time. I usually make a little treat. We read the family mission statement. We pull out a piece of it. And then my husband and I have like a running note section of different things we want to make sure we talk about with our kids. So it can be everything from like, don't pet strangers' dogs. That's, <laughs> that's like the thing we have to keep talking My My daughters love animals. So we have to talk about that a lot. But it's also, you know. Who can we trust? What do you do in case of a fire? Um, who's Jesus? You know, oh, Lent. So it's, it's, it's religious things. It's like relationship with Jesus. It's also just practical human formation things that we talk about every Sunday. I got that from seven habits of highly effective people. So I really recommend that. Um, uh, I read a lot online about the ideal week, which maybe if you don't want to read a mother's rule of life, uh, you can, this is more from a business aspect, but it's called The Ideal Week. Um, Google it. You'll find lots and lots of blog posts about it. And that's actually more where I started from right there. Um, and then my third thing is just find a really good book on personal finance. I know this seems strange, but once my husband and I got our finances in order and in control and like visible, I guess you could say visible with goals. Oh my gosh, just I felt like all the stress from my life, in a lot of ways melted away. We were on the same page, we were running together in the same direction. So grab some I know, like for us, it was Dave Ramsey. Mm -hmm. But there's a really great program out there called wallet win. Now they're Catholics and the Jonathan was actually on my team when I was a focused missionary. So I highly oh. recommend, um, their stuff. They do the same thing, but with a Catholic bend, that's really fun too. So seven habits, ideal week, and then finance book would be my things.
0: Awesome. I also want to put in the plug in for Dave Ramsey. We use that and it same thing. Once we got that situated, like stress melted yeah. from my life. <laughs> and then I also actually went to um uh, college with Amanda for, and from mm-hmm. all. Of them, so have a lot of respect for what they're doing and they're doing really great things to help a lot of people. But yeah. yeah. But Amber, this has been so, so wonderful to speak with you and Hope we could chat again. And if someone wanted to learn more about you, your ministry with marriages, and just to connect with you, where can they go?
1: Just my name. So Amber Azani, which is
0: dot icom And you'll find everything there. Awesome. Well, thank you again for sharing your wisdom. And I just encourage everyone to go out there and create your mission statement. And to create your rule of life and just to see where the Lord leads you. And remember, when you say yes to God, you change the world. God bless you and see you next time.